Actual Fluency, episode 37 with Leiden Tirasek. Welcome to the Actual Fluency Podcast, the podcast that gives you the tools and inspiration to learn languages faster and more efficiently. And now your host, Chris Broholm. All right, everyone, welcome to the Actual Fluency Podcast. I am Chris Brom, as per usual. Today, I've got a very special traveling episode for you today. So if you're interested, like me, in traveling and becoming a traveler, I've got just the episode for you. Today, I've got Leiden Jirasek on the show, and him and I get into a lot of traveling discussions because he's been traveling to over 80 countries. So he's obviously gathered a lot of information and tips and tricks that he willingly shares with us today. And obviously, I got him on the show because language learners are very often interested in traveling. And I know that I myself will be traveling a lot next year and possibly in the, in the many years to come. So I was uh, really excited to uh, pick Leighton's brain on, you know, sort of travel tips and tricks, how to make it cheaper, where to stay and all these kind of things that we're all uh, wondering about. I also asked him where, where his favorite spot in the world was and the answer was kind of surprising. So, you know, listen out for that answer in, in the interview in just a moment. Before I leave you with the interview, I just wanted to give a little service announcement, and that is that I'll be doing the first actual fluency language learner meetup, and it's going to be in London, and it's going to be very soon when you hear this, and if you hear this after the 10th of December, I'm afraid it's already too late, but if you want to check out other meetups by actual fluency, you can go to actualfluency.com forward slash meetup, and I'm going to do one next summer in Athens, Greece, and um, you know there might be uh, others along the way, so keep an eye out on that page. But for the London one, it's going to be on the 10th of December and we're going to meet on 6 p.m. at night. 6 p.m. at night, that was kind of a double whammy there, but it's at 6 p.m. And we're going to meet in central London on a, in a pub called Montague Pike. And it's not a great, you know, uh, high quality luxury pub. And it, it's actually part of the Weatherspoons pub chain. So anyone can afford a beer in there. And it's when I lived in London, I used to go to Weatherspoons a lot. Uh, they, they're, they're a great kind of a cheap pub chain over there. So if you see a Weatherspoons, you know that you can uh, get it a, a little bit cheaper. But we're going to meet up and we're going to talk about language learning, talk about what's going on and just practice some languages. If anyone is studying Russian or speaks Russian, you know, I'd be happy to talk to you a little bit with my poor skills or German or whatever, you know, just come and, uh, and have fun. There's a few people confirmed already, but uh, even if nobody shows up, I'm still going to be there. So, you know, don't worry about it. Uh, but check out actualfluency.com forward slash meetup. And I'm looking forward to seeing you December 10th in London or maybe next summer in Athens. But for now, here is the interview with Leiden Jirasek about traveling the world. everyone welcome back to another episode of the actual fluency podcast and on the show today i've got a special guest he's the host of the travel wisdom podcast and he's visited over 80 countries he's an american who's now living in germany and he's learned the german language and i welcome him now uh, today so Leiden jurassic how are you doing today sehr gut danke schön <laughs> <laughs> guten abend guten abend <laughs> yeah, guten abend guten abend um, <laughs> 
Yeah, we could, of course, have recorded this in, in German. And a lot of people actually ask me to do the podcast in multiple languages. But I feel like, you know, it's it's to get the maximum reach. And, you know, I might occasionally do interesting small episodes in, in other languages. I have a little Scandinavian thing recorded that sh should go out soon. But as for doing whole uh, podcasts in another language, I think other people have uh, better uh, maybe ability or, or uh, ideas for that. So for now, we're just in English. But let's get started with a little bit. If you could go back, just to tell us a little bit about, you know, how did you start traveling? Because 80 countries must have taken you a while, right? And especially <laughs> if you're from America. So take us back to when you started to say, you know, I want to see the world and how you got started doing it. Well, if I start like that, I honestly, I was a baby when I started. Um, so as we mentioned before, before we started recording was, uh, my parents are actually from Czech Republic and Slovakia, Czechoslovakia. And so, you know, they emigrated to the U.S. I was born in the U.S., but, uh, they just always, I, I mean, we joke, uh, that it's gypsy blood, but I guess actually in Slovakia, that's not like a really good joke. <laughs> so it's kind of an offensive thing, but, um, but I mean, we've always been traveling. So actually like, I, I remember, or I don't remember, but I guess when I was a baby, we like, we went to Hawaii and, and then I remember, or kind of remember, uh, and, and definitely like saw videotapes and everything like this. We had like a camper, uh, and we lived in Seattle, uh, on the Pacific side of, of the U S uh, the very North. And we actually had a camper and I don't know how long it was like three, four or five months, but we went with this camper, like on the back of a pickup truck, like a little, I don't know, like portable house and we <laughs> went all the way through Mexico, Belize, Guatemala. I think we got to like the Nicaraguan border or something like that. And this is like, so I'm 25 right now. And this is like, you know, 1993 or something like that. So the Contras were going around in Nicaragua. And I get, I mean, my mom is telling me stories like, you know, they're just going along like 10 kilometers an hour, five kilometers an hour on this really bad, bad road. And they just see like a bunch of soldiers run across and they're just like, oh, okay. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> so, um, basically it started really early and, um, but the, the, and so basically by the time I was 18, I would say I, I traveled to like, I don't know, 15 countries. We, uh, I, we went, visited, uh, the U S or sorry, uh, Slovakia a lot. And then it's like, Oh, when we're already there, might as well go to Croatia. Cause it's only like a six hour drive or something like this. Sure. But, um, really it, it started, this all really started with a bribe and, uh, my mom, like, so I was doing engineering school in the U S uh, I do, I was doing my bachelor's in mechanical engineering and I was going to do the summer semester because we have three semesters over there. And my mom was like, no, that's too much. You shouldn't do that. You should like, uh, go traveling or something like that. <laughs> She's like, uh, I'll buy you a ticket wherever you want to go. Um, just as long as you don't do the semester. I'm like, okay, <laughs> not going to turn that down. <laughs> and, um, so I got one of my buddies, uh, actually who I'd literally met like a month before. And I'm like, Hey dude, do you want to go to Russia with me? And, uh, he's like, okay. <laughs> and, uh, literally that, that quickly, we did this really weird trip. We went to, uh, Russia, Greece, and like, uh, England, Belgium, uh, France, like the Western Europe stuff and, uh, really liked it. Wow. And then kind of discovered uh, couch surfing in the process. And that really, that enabled things, you know, uh, to, to be able to travel. Basically, uh, you, we had a host in, in Russia, uh, uh, Russian, uh, English professor. And so we, so we, you know, went and talked to his class and, and, uh, the thing about Russian English classes is that the class is all girls. 
an all Russian girl. So, you know, the quality is really high. And then <laughs> at, at the end of it, um, he was basically saying like, oh, well, they go, they want to go see Red Square. Who wants to go with? And like everybody raised their hands. So we have a picture actually. Uh, it's like 30 girls uh, like escorting us two guys. And it's just like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was wow. like, I want to do this again. But um, basically, yeah, so, so Couchsurfing enabled it. It basically brought the price down. And, and so you could uh, uh, travel a lot more. And so next year we did, um, you know, kind of the Middle East. And, and I think we saw something like 12 countries over there. Uh, next year, uh, we went to Africa. We went from uh, Cairo to Johannesburg. So from the north to the south uh, over a period of about three months, again, during the summer semester. And um, yeah, I saw like 17 countries over there. And, and, uh, I mean, so, so my friend actually, who I was traveling with, he was all about like, we need to get the stamps in every country. So some of the countries are like, literally like we spent two or three sure, days there, sure. but, uh, I mean, you know, I, I feel like I got a pretty good, you know, I don't know, impression or something like that. So I, I think if I could go there, I, I kind of know what to expect, but, uh, definitely after a while, after the Africa trip, I'm just like, man, I want to, I want to focus longer and I want to, um, you know, spend a significant portion of time, you know, at least a week, at least, you know, two weeks or something like that. Sure. And, uh, so yeah, that, that's pretty much it. Last year I went to Southeast Asia, you know, did that in about four or five months. And, wow. and now I'm, I'm, I've been living in Germany for the last year and, and, um, you know, I'm doing my master's here and, uh, it's great because everything's like literally a hop and a skip away. I, I, when I interviewed you for, uh, my podcast, we were talking about going to go to the memorize, uh, Takipana and, um, Christmas party in London. And I'm just like, it's literally on a whim. Right. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was like a hundred euros or something like that, which as an American, it's still like, it doesn't go into my head, you know, how cheap it is, you know, <laughs> to, to go travel around Europe because even in, in June I went to Italy and it's like, Oh, I have a week off of school. I'll go to Italy. It's 80 euro flight. Right. Oh, okay. But in the U S if you're, if you go to Italy on a one week trip, it's like, man, what drugs is he dealing? Like, yeah, yeah, how does he course. have this money? <laughs> but once you get here to Europe, you know, you've, you've got the benefits. Exactly. Well, that's amazing. And, and obviously, a lot of the people who are listening to the show are, are very interested in, tra in travel as well. And, and, and I'm sure that a lot of the things that language learning brings to the, let's say, just say the mind or the, the just your, your general attitude is about exploring other cultures. But, uh, you know, I, I understand you took a trip, you know, a lot of people do that. But can you perhaps dive into what made you go back the next year? What was the emotion? Because, you know, I, I guess a lot of people take trips, uh, particularly if, if the parents are paying. Right. Mm -hmm. But what made you sort of turn it into this recurring theme? What did you see and experience that was so fantastic? You just had to keep going. Um, it was literally just a, a different way of life. And let me clarify like that, that uh, first trip, it was only the plane ticket that was paid for. And then, and then, you know, my mom would pitch in like, Oh, here's a few hundred dollars for your next trip. Cause it's, I like what you're doing, but otherwise sure. it was me. But, um, but I don't know. I just, I just really liked it. And I love talking to different people. And, and, um, I guess maybe because I was raised in like a more of a multicultural thing, it wasn't just like, Oh, you're American. You know, it's like, Oh, I'm American, but I'm Slovakian and uh, Czech and I've been to Europe a bunch and I've seen the different things. So it was, it felt a little bit more like home. And, um, and so that really just, I don't know, resonated with me and, uh, going to the, to the language thing. It's just, it's kind of interesting to like, feel like a kid. <laughs> I mean, our first trip was Russia and I'm telling you, we had a mental breakdown the first day and, and it was completely, it might've been the lack of sleep for the last three days. And, and like, uh, but, but you know, our, our host picked us up and then dropped us off at Gorky park. And, uh, he's like, Oh, I got to go run some things. You guys stay here. And, 
you know, we, we are just like, oh my God, we're actually here. I can't believe it. <laughs> and uh, we have the menu in front of us and we, we had learned how to read Cyrillic, uh, but we didn't know what it meant. Right. <laughs> it's like reading Turkish. It's like, okay, cool. But I don't know what that means, you know? Right. Um, so, so we're just like, we have no idea. And, and yeah, meanwhile, these amazingly beautiful women are like rollerblading by us and we're just <laughs> completely, I, I don't know, it's just a new experience every day. And, and, uh, I, I've, you know, I, I interview people on my, uh, travel wisdom, uh, podcast and all the time the people are saying like, you know, you're really alive when you travel and you know, when you're, when you're back at home, you might, you know, throw on your iPod, listen to some music or hopefully some podcasts. Right. Right. And, uh, um, you know, you go through a routine and honestly, like if you think about it, like a week later, you don't remember that day. And, and so literally the entire day just flies by, but this way you can remember every moment. You're like, I, this one day felt like a week because just so much stuff happened and it was just so amazing. Right. And it literally made memories for the year. Um, Amazing. So, yeah. And, and, uh, it, I mean, kind of to focus more on the language stuff, it was absolutely fascinating because, uh, so I speak Slovak as well. And, and, uh, when I was there, man, the Russian would does not register at all. I was having such problems with it and I could not speak. I couldn't do anything. And it literally wasn't until I got home that I'm just like, oh, you just changed the huh to a guh and then you have 80% of the language. It was unbelievable. <laughs> and, and so the, the language thing, uh, I mean, whenever, whenever I went somewhere, I, I tried to learn at least a few phrases and, and people love it, especially, especially Turkish people. Somehow they're just like, they're, they're happy that you do anything. And, and so you say even, even the 10 phrases that you have memorized, it's, it's your best friends forever. Right. For sure. For sure. Uh, I think uh, to throw in a bit of Danish here, um, uh, the great uh, playwright, uh, not really playwright, but author Hans Christian Andersen said that to travel is to live, which yeah. I think is a, a very uh, poetic way of putting it. But it's just, a, I guess you just discovered it from a very early age and, and in a way got addicted to it. And I guess a lot of people are sitting out there, well, that's nice. It sounds really great, <laughs> but how do I do it? So, you know, if, if I'm sitting here and I don't really have an amazing, you know, bank account or anything, I, I don't have a lot of resources. Can I still go travel like you did? Uh, is there any tricks uh, and tips you can share with the listeners? Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, first of all, there's lots of travel hacking stuff. So um, this is amazingly for the Americans, but I mean, if you use a credit card or open a credit card and just transfer balances, blah, 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 there's ways to play around with it. And you can literally get free flights and free right. international, free domestic flights, all this, which for my trips uh, always ended up being about half the cost. Oh, really? Um, Definitely couch surfing is great as well uh, for, for a number of reasons. Um, and so the first one, of course, it's free or, you know, very close to free. Uh, you you basically, you, you find a, you, you go on couch surfing, you're like, hey, I'm going to be in this city, uh, this is this day, this to this day. And, you know, who's willing to host me? So basically you sleep on their couch or maybe if they have an extra bed or something like this. And that, again, um, like while traveling that, that can literally cut your costs in half. Um, and so it, it's an amazing thing also because, uh, instead of being in a, a sterile hotel that, that literally you could be anywhere, sure. um, you are in a home of a person that actually lives like this way. And so it was amazing. I mean, you know, how, how people live and then maybe they introduce you to their friends. Maybe you go to a party or something with them and, and you just kind of experience life with them. Um, a lot of times you can practice language with them actually. I mean, and, and you can do it both ways. Of course you can host and, and surf. Um, but, but I hosted actually it was like a month ago, I hosted a, a Polish and a Russian couple and their English was so bad. And so I was just 
you know, practicing my Polish and my Russian with them. And, and, and it was, it's an absolute amazing way. I mean, uh, I, I know that you're ru- learning Russian and I'm sure there's some, um, at least a few times a year, uh, a Russian person or a couple or something going through, uh, and you can host them and, and you have a live in language tutor for right. like a few days or, or whatever. And, and, uh, maybe you can get them to cook. I always get them to cook something nice for me, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I mean, otherwise, otherwise it's not that expensive. Like if you, if you play your cards right, um, and it depends how fast you move, of course, like if you're in a place, in a new place every day versus being in a new place, like every, every three days or a week or something like that, uh, when you move slower, it's cheaper, of course. But, um, I mean, it's not that much money, honestly. I mean, for, for us in the the Western world, um, I would say for me, I've done it from anywhere from 600, uh, to $1,500 per month. Right. Um, so it's, I mean, if you, if you're like, Oh, I'm going to go on a two, three month trip, it's like, okay, I need two or $3,000. Right. Uh, depending on where you go, of course, and, and how you travel, but you know, that's not so much. That's, I think, uh, that's something people can save up for within a year, for example. And, and, uh, I mean, of course there's other tricks like, uh, working from, you know, wherever you are, like remote, remote working and, um, and, um, yeah, just one and you second. can teach English. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. All right, back now. No more breaks. Uh, I just got interrupted by the doorbell, so I had to to <laughs> leave the headset and uh, and the pizza. The, yeah, pizza. <laughs> I had some pizza, um, which I'll uh, eat in a moment. But first, <laughs> we need to get back to this uh, nice talk we were having about we were trying to find out how people can travel or get into traveling, I guess, because it's like language learning. If you don't know anything about it, it might seem impossible or at least quite complicated and expensive. So we just shared some tips about, you know, how you can save money by staying with people. And you talked about, you know, travel hacking, which somebody, which you can put into Google and you'll find these big travel hacking blogs, I'm sure. Um, but what about, uh, do you have any other tips for, for people how to get into traveling sort of, you know, what do you need to know about a region before you visit it? Do you do any research up front? Um, yeah, I do. I do. Uh, the language, of course. Sorry. Just, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a big tip, by the way, I've heard some problems is, uh, Brazil does not speak Spanish. It speaks Portuguese. Right. Right. So, uh, I, I've heard about some people like, oh, I've been learning Port- uh, Spanish for four years and to, to study, to go to Brazil. And I'm just like, uh, sorry, bud. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, um, but generally, uh, I, I do a little bit of, uh, um, research before. And, and there's definitely like some favorite regions that I've always liked, but, uh, it's just some general impressions. I, I would say it's less than, uh, 20 hours of, of research before I go, because, uh, I like to kind of keep it spontaneous as well, but definitely what I would recommend too is a, a lonely planet guidebook. And that's always helped for me. Um, yeah. I mean, sometimes, sometimes people like consider it like a Bible and they're glued <laughs> to it. And so you don't get actually like off the beaten track. Cause you just go to the things that they recommend. Sure. Uh, but I've definitely, I've, I've missed some really cool things. Uh, for example, in Syria, I missed some really great ruins just cause we didn't know about it. We didn't talk to the right people. And, and, um, you know, we're, I was just, I'm, I'm kicking myself now because, well, it's going to be a few years before Syria is going to be open again. Right. So, right. um, but, uh, but yeah, that's, that's basically it. And I mean, that's the thing is honestly, it's not that big of a deal. It's, right. it's, it's so, uh, I mean, so many people do it. It's not that hard. It's, it's like, it's like living where you are now, but somewhere else. Right. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much it. And the hardest part is, you know, buying the ticket and hopping on that plane or, or whatever, and then just committing yourself to it and, um, you know, not giving up, not, not going back. Get it done. Does that, does that sound familiar? 
<laughs> yeah, that's exactly. I was just about to say it's just like language learning, and, and yeah, you know, it's funny but, that they're so so similar, and you yeah. can do both at the same time. So that's exactly, yeah, exactly. Well, I, I would say, uh, I mean, the traveling has an advantage that it, it's a little bit harder to uh, bail out. For example, I mean, if you're you know in Thailand or something like that, and a flight back would be a thousand dollars, it's a little bit harder to be right. like, I can't handle this. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a thousand dollar hit. Versus like language learning, it's like, oh, I just don't have time today. You know, it's it's like uh, I'm sorry, I can't do it. Right. But uh, with the traveling, you know, you're committed, and and that kind of helps out as well. Yeah, that's cool. And and do you have any kind of uh, favorite regions? You obviously went to uh, oh. very different kind of places in the world. What 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 kind of uh, things uh, pop into your mind? Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, each, I, I kind of have, you know, an idea of, of each, of each place and, and there's definitely some that I liked, some that I didn't like. Uh, but when people ask, I mean, for, you have to choose from 80, 80 places, but the one that always comes up is former Soviet Georgia, Gruzia. <laughs> and, um, it's, it's kind of, you know, South of Russia by Turkey, Armenia, uh, kind of close to Iran ish, uh, Black Sea area. A lot of people didn't know where it was. Even my family in Slovakia, which is like, you know, they should know. And they're, they're very educated. Uh, they didn't know where it was. Oh, really? <laughs> it was like, Actually, where is it at again? <laughs> but um, that was honestly my favorite place oh, really? I've ever been to. Uh, we had planned to be there for five days and we stayed for five weeks. Wow. <laughs> so that kind of gives you an idea. But um, I mean, it's just it's just amazing. Like the scenery is so great. Like it has beaches, amazing mountains, river valleys, um, just really beautiful, lush green scenery and it's just so diverse it has its own language which is not related to anything i think your your listeners will be interested in this it's not related to any other uh language it's uh basque and georgian are the two languages that are not part of any other like language roots you know like the romanian or like a uh latin root or germanic right. root or something like this. This is like its own separate like island which is just fascinating to me. And so they have letters um like <laughs> they have, like literally like if somebody's cutting your throat that's a sound you make for like a letter <laughs> oh really like that and so it's, it's just absolutely crazy and the script is great crazy too it looks like um, a greek omega so it's just kind of like all loops and it's it's <laughs> as far as i know it's not related to anything else that i've ever seen it's just it's absolutely amazing for those reasons right and um so if people are yeah. looking for a little obscure language uh, yeah. challenge <laughs> then uh, uh try uh, is it what's it called uh georgia georgian okay <laughs> yeah. And, uh, it's, I mean, I'm sure if you learned it, which would be quite difficult, I mean, you'd, you'd have a new window into almost 5 million people, which, you know, isn't that much, but man, if you spoke Georgian and then you explain that you're not Georgian, I don't think you could make a better friend in your life. Like seriously, <laughs> that person would be so just blown away. Like you learned Georgian, right? That's unbelievable. But, uh, I mean, that, that gets to my next point is, uh, the hospitality over there from the people is just absolutely amazing. I've literally, I mean, it's on par with Turkish hospitality because mm -hmm. they just like literally, um, if you want, I can tell you a story, but, uh, it's, it's really, it's great. And they, they give you everything, food, uh, wine, alcohol, which is gets on to my last point is the alcohol flows over there like crazy. <laughs> and, uh, back then I drank more than I drink now, but, um, Jesus, it was unbelievable. It was just, so the the amount and the the cost the, the the very very low cost of the the alcohol over there is just unparalleled right and everybody's always drinking and it just opens up so many like crazy doors of what you do and um it was it was just unbelievable uh, how do you stay kind of um 
you know, if you're traveling for, let's say, months at a time, you're not on a holiday. You're not on a vacation anymore. How mm-hmm. do you how do you stay away from like just going to the bars every night and just, you know, eating poorly and, you know, yeah. <laughs> not killing yourself, basically? <laughs> That's definitely something I felt like, you know, after like two, three weeks, you're like, this is not a vacation anymore. I'm not just relaxing. I mean, actually, my travels are never like relaxing. Actually, I usually come home and, you know, sleep for a few days. But um, yeah, that's definitely that's definitely an issue I had, especially for the longer ones. Um, I mean, for me, the bars aren't interesting after like two days in a row. And uh, so I I can't really do that. I can't really go out more than three days a week, uh, you know, like to bars and, you know, get drunk. And uh, I'm sure that number will decrease as I get older. (laughs) But um, really, a big thing for me has always been like staying active and and staying uh, useful. So actually a big part of this could be language learning. Like if you're, if you're dedicating yourself, if, I guess if you're like, for lack of a better word, working on, on something, you know, doing something, uh, I guess productive, then, then that kind of keeps you sharp. And, and so it could be like language learning and, uh, or just basically reading or, uh, setting up on a topic or just, you know, formulating ideas. That's kind of what I've been doing. And, uh, for example, when I did the three month trip across Africa, like I literally read like 12 books, you know, during that time, because we were always in the car. And so I was always reading and it was, it was great. I mean, it was, it was really, I really liked it for that reason. Yeah. That sounds pretty cool. And and then you end up in, in Germany of all places. What made you choose Germany to study in? Uh, well, I did an internship here two years ago at, in Berlin uh, to see if I liked it or didn't like it because I, I had always heard about, you know, German engineering and I thought it was like good, you know, engineering science place. Um, so, But I, I'd always heard like, oh, you know, like the Germans are really strict time wise. And it's like, you are two minutes late. Why are you two minutes late? There is no explanation for this. Absolutely none. You cannot be two minutes late. But, um, wow, that was a good accent, actually. <laughs> That, this is how I speak German, actually. It's pretty spot on, I would say. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but um, yeah, so so I, I came and ended the internship, and, and actually, it was I, I didn't like it. Uh, I loved it. So I was just like literally counting. I, I had one more year left in my bachelor's, so I had to you know finish that up. But I was literally counting down the days of the next year oh, wow. of when I would be able to come back. And, and so I found this master's program here. It's in English. Um, so. You know, unfortunately, my German hasn't progressed as quickly as, as I thought it would. But, uh, you know, it's it's been great and I absolutely love it. And it's been uh, again, I, I have I have family here in Slovakia. Mm-hmm. So it's literally like, a, you know, few hour bus ride. Uh, I go to Prague, you know, once a month or something like this. And it's great because uh, I'm in I'm in Dresden, which is on the, the east, the eastern block, for, uh, formerly behind the the Iron Curtain. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it's been great to see my, you know, extended family, aunts, uncles, cousins, and all this. And I've seen them pretty often, like every three months or something like this. And it's been, it's been great. And also to explore Europe. Uh, there's other financial incentives, by the way, as well. Uh, um, you know, it's, it's like 50 times cheaper than the U.S. to do my master's here. Oh, really? And yeah, exactly. Wow. I mean, in the U.S., a, a master's costs like fifty thousand dollars, and a lot of times you get like sponsorship from a lab or something like this, or sure. um, yeah, something like this. But uh, you know, I would have to be working or be writing, you know, something or do presentations. And here, you know, it's basically one thousand dollars for the two years, uh, <laughs> or one thousand five hundred or something like this, and it's great. I mean, it's <laughs> and then overall, it's cheaper. The beer's cheaper. The the food's a little bit more expensive, but um, basically, the two things that I spend the most money on is alcohol and uh traveling right. is like half the price yeah so you're in the like, perfect place because yeah, you can exactly. travel to anywhere from your, the middle of europe so yeah exactly awesome awesome and of course the german language uh, did you have any kind of experience with it before you went to your um training program or did you did you didn't you learn it until you went back for the the full masters 
Uh, no, I had I had learned uh, before. Actually, I did a year of German when I was like 16 in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, but I later found out that that was absolutely crap. That was that taught me nothing. Absolutely right. nothing. Like looking back, I don't think I even learned past tense, which is just like, how can you exist without knowing past but tense? It's one year, though, you know, it's yeah. such a limited time. You can barely... Yeah learn anything in the classroom <laughs> that, that's true and i've kind of come to believe that the classroom learning is absolutely the wrong way to do it so i was doing rosetta stone when i was doing uh the internship in um in in berlin so i was there for two months mm-hmm. and i was doing pretty intensive uh rosetta stone. well pretty intensive at the time it was like i don't know six to ten hours a week um but uh, I, I later found out i mean it's good and it's an expensive program though like it can cost you like 500 right. to 800 dollars for the for the entire program unless you know some other ways to get for free. Right. Um, so, so I, I did that and, uh, basically, yeah, but it really wasn't until I I came to Germany and I was just, I, I was just experimenting with a bunch of different methods. Same way with you. Like I'm a big fan of the Tim Ferriss, you know, methods and the Pareto's principle, 80, 20 rule and everything like this. And so I was, I was really trying to maximize my hourly output. And, uh, that was, it was quite, it was quite difficult. I I tried a lot of things. I feel like I wasted a lot of time. I did a, I did a class, um, and it met, you know, I think five hours a week or something like that. And it did absolutely nothing. Oh, really? They focused on grammar way too much. And, and I just, I didn't understand it. I literally, it felt like I got maybe five hours worth of uh, value out of it or five hours worth of learning out of it, even though I was there for like 60 to a hundred hours over the course of the semester. And, uh, so that didn't work. I thought I'd just like, um, oh shoot, what's the word? Uh, diffusion or, or just like, uh, you just picked it up. Yeah. That, that just me being here, well, I would pick it up. Um, oh man, I can't, ah, anyways, whatever. I can't think of the word. Um, but, but just, uh, osmosis, sorry, just by osmosis, I'd be, uh, you know, picking up the language just by being here and all this. Uh, but that, that really wasn't working. <laughs> it turns out there's a lot more to it. And so literally, you know, my mom came and my mom and my brother came visit after like three, four months and, and they were laughing at me like, you know, nothing, <laughs> you, can, you can barely speak. You don't even right. ask, you can't even, uh, refill your credit at, you know, the, um, the phone store. Like you, you don't even know how to ask for that. Like how, how are you you know doing it here? So after a while, you know, I started watching shows that didn't really help that much, but, um, basically the thing that helped the most for me was Duolingo mm-hmm. and, uh, and memorize as well. I, I know you're a fan of that. Actually, I started out with memorize and that was great. That's a, that's probably the best vocabulary tool. Um, but the thing was my, my German vocabulary was pretty good. Um, but I didn't really know some like, I think they're, they're uh, adverbs. I didn't really know how to use that. And honestly, it was the, the grammar. Like I finally realized I'm just like, man, I'm going to have to learn the grammar. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's no avoiding it in this language. Like right. maybe Spanish, you can get around with it, you know, and people will understand you, but people were not understanding me at all. Like if I just threw out a bunch of words, they just looked at me and they just didn't comprehend they would just switch to English, uh, which frustrated me as well. But, um, yeah, so so memorized was great, uh, but the Duolingo was absolutely amazing. Right. And uh, I, I remember we were when we were talking uh, last time. I was talking about uh, you have a point system in, in Duolingo, and, exactly. and you know I was I was doing pretty good. I was doing like 150 points a day, and I was pretty proud of myself. And then uh, I did a competition with my girlfriend, and. Uh, you know, whoever can do more, the most, most points in one week. And so she was doing easier language Spanish. So it was a little bit more difficult for me, but, um, I, 
she, she at Friday night and I, I decided not to go out because it was the last day of the competition. <laughs> I was like, I need to beat her. Right. I'm 600 points behind. I, I can't believe this. She's literally like tripled my score. This is unbelievable. So I sat down literally like six hours, eight hours and just did it because I could not lose. Right. And uh, yeah, I, I pumped out like 650 points that day, which, you know, if you remember, that was like, that's like four times. That's a lot. Yeah. Uh, that's, it's a lot, you know, and it's, it's quite, I, it was, I was quite impressed. Unfortunately, she still won. <laughs> <laughs> it's a motivational top tip, nonetheless, that uh, yeah. have have competitions. If if not with yourself, then at least with uh, you know somebody else, uh, it it helps a lot. Absolutely. Uh, so and, and you you got up to and now obviously living in the country is a huge advantage, and you you use Duolingo and and memorize to kind of start off, and now you've just sort of grown using native material, talking to people, and now you're in a pretty comfortable spot, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm a, I'm in a really comfortable spot. Actually, last week, uh, last weekend, I went to a, a conference, uh, and it was held all in German, actually. Um, and I, I was doing pretty good. Like, if I, I mean, I had to concentrate it on a little bit, and and so it took energy. But but like, if somebody of was course. speaking up on stage, it wasn't a problem. Like, uh, as long as I focused, I understood everything that they said. Um, but the thing was, the problem was when people were talking between each other, like during the, I guess, the networking times, that was much more difficult. Right. And they speak faster, and they probably yeah. Speak a little bit more colloquial and exactly exactly but i mean i would say overall my uh my german is quite good and um it's definitely it's definitely improved and basically since i started the duolingo which was like three months ago it's literally doubled or even tripled you know in in my ability to speak and my ability to understand and now every week it, it really feels like a new window or new lights going on in a house it's just like oh i didn't know that was there and i understand it now this is amazing <laughs> and that's such a rewarding experience uh i i think i think maybe you or, or somebody some language learning uh learning website uh posted like language learning is ha, has the same uh, pathways and is, is as addictive as doing drugs. Right. So I've definitely, I've definitely felt that. And, and so now with the Duolingo, actually, uh, I've kind of like become addicted to it. Just, <laughs> I guess the best addiction that you can have, it's, you know, it's free and, you know, you come out ahead on top uh, after it. And so now, you know, during that competition with my girlfriend, I was, I did 600 points and now I do 600 points four times a week. You right. know? So literally I finished the entire uh, Duolingo Spanish tree in like 10 days or something like that, which right. was just absolutely mind blowing for me. And uh, I, I don't know how much I, I took away or how much I like gathered from it, but I, I have the basics. And when I come revisit it, you know, every few days over the next few months, I think that'll definitely help. And, and uh, uh, I, I, I really think it'll just, warp speed, light speed, you know, and into the language learning stuff. So awesome. that's been great. I think that's really maximized my per hour output of uh, language learning. Awesome. And of course, you're uh, along the way, you know, uh, acquiring a lot of uh, wisdom. And mm -hmm. as I mentioned in the introduction, you have started your own travel wisdom podcast, which is the name of it, and also the URL. And um, can you just give a, a short kind of like what is behind travel wisdom, the kind of the title and what why did you decide to do a travel podcast when there's, you know, hundreds of them on the uh, uh, marketplace? Yeah, sure. Great. Thanks. Um, yeah, I did. A, I have the Travel Wisdom podcast, which is basically uh, the message or the, the thesis that the message I want to promote is that traveling speeds up the wisdom that you accumulate. So versus being at home or um, and traveling is, you know, you become much more wise. And this is something I kind of or also I, I've, as I've talked to more and more guests, it's uh, it's also like traveling can make you more successful in life. So even even after you're done traveling, um, that that effect, whatever you learn and everything like this in that time, in 
that few weeks or months or whatever, however long you were traveling, uh, goes on to your, into your later life. And it just absolutely helps it out. Um, I, I kind of came up with this idea, um, why, because people always told me like, you know, I'm, I'm 25, but they're like, wow, when you talk, it's just, it's unbelievable. Some of the stories you talk about and, and I would say you're much older, which I, I took as a, a compliment. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if I should. Um, but, uh, yeah. And people were always like, oh, you've done so many experiences. Uh, you should write a book. And I'm like, I don't want to write a book. I don't like writing. <laughs> <laughs> I like talking though. And I, I find that much easier. Um, so, so yeah, I, I decided to do a podcast. I also consume an insane amount of podcasts every week. Actually, now that I've had this podcast app where I can speed up the, the podcast and listen to it at uh, double speed and everything like this. Now I listen to anywhere from 20 to 50 hours of podcasts per week. Oh, cool. What's uh, the name of the just, app? Just in case anyone wanted to uh, check it out. Um, it's on, uh, actually my phone's not here right now. Um, it's podcast addict, I believe. Right. And it's, it's great. I mean, you know, you download all the, the podcasts right there and, and, uh, yeah, it's great. A, a little trick as well. I mean, I have it on my, I have it on my galaxy, you know, Samsung galaxy mm -hmm. and, um, you know, because it doesn't take up so many batteries, but because I use the phone for so many things, I, I actually bought a bunch of extra batteries and then like external battery chargers. So I literally carry like two or three batteries <laughs> with me and it's, it's great. Cause then when it goes down to like 0%, you don't have to like be tied to a wall, tied to a plug right. and be like, Oh, I need to charge this. You can literally click, 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 boom, done. And you, you got a hundred percent again. So, uh, that's a little tip, but, but yeah, that's, it's a, it's an amazing app and, and, uh, you know, just a ton of, ton of, uh, podcasts. And any, anytime I find a good one, uh, from a guest, I, I literally download it right away. So I hope your listeners are doing the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I hope they'll go check it out because obviously, uh, I assume that a lot of them are interested in, in traveling. They're sitting out yeah, there so. and, and there's a lot of interesting topics. And one of the things that I immediately noticed with the uh, episodes you've released so far is that kind of the topics that you talk about is very, you know, it's, it's, there's a lot of difference, uh, a lot of variety. It's not just, oh, how do I find cheap hotels or nice beaches or something? You know, it's, it's quite philosophical at times. And I think mm -hmm. people will appreciate that as an addition to uh, what they're already consuming now. Wow, thank you. That's that's great. I I love this word philosophical applied to my podcast. <laughs> no problem. You uh, should put it in the, in your tagline. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we have tons of different. We have a huge variety of guests, and basically anybody that interests me and that I that I think uh, I guess is worthy to be on there. Uh, I actually had you on, so you were worthy. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> but I've had uh, best-selling authors, millionaires, um, you know, recurring income specialists, basically life experts, dating coaches. Um, just absolutely anybody that interests me. And, and, you know, if there's an angle from traveling, uh, um, it's, it's absolutely there. Podcasters, a, a bunch of them. And, you know, actually tonight, uh, I'm going to be interviewing, uh, Chris Gillibo, which I'm pretty excited about. And so, uh, that's probably not going to be published for some time, but just, just, uh, it's amazing. Stay uh, updated with the travelwisdompodcast.com and, uh, yeah. you'll, you'll see it. <laughs> yeah, well, thank perfect. you so much for coming onto the show and, and, and sharing some of this, uh, travel love with the listeners. Uh, I, I know that I personally want to travel a lot in the in the next uh, decade or so. So uh, for me, it's also a huge kind of uh, you know opportunity to get some insider tips from from travelers such as yourself who've been kind of uh, around the world, uh, so to speak. I guess uh, you know eighty yeah. countries kind of counts as that. So um, so thank you so much for coming on, and I, I wish you all the best with the podcast. And I'll see you soon in London. Thank you. Yeah, perfect. See you in London. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Actual Fluency Podcast. 
For more information, be sure to check out actualfluency.com. Until next time, enjoy learning and have a great day.